drive, passion and authenticity could be encapsulated in simply two words, the result would be Ash McInnes. A passionate and highly respected communications professional, Ash founded her PR and communications agency, Paper Mill Media, at 24 years of age, and she hasn't looked back since. Ash's thought leadership, industry know-how, and solid networks have stamped Paper Mill Media as the go-to agency for brands in the hospitality, design, property, lifestyle, and entrepreneurial sectors. The queen bee of the Paper Mill team, Ash's fun-filled, think-big attitude and warm-hearted demeanor keeps the crew in stitches each and every day. Today's topic is on the PR landscape five years ago versus today, which is an incredibly relevant topic for anyone in business. And we're delighted to have Ash from Paper Mill Media here with us to share her expertise. Ash, as an expert in this area and with your many years of experience, can you comment on the changing media environment and the emergence of the digital era? Yeah, so I guess five years ago, PR was a, a completely different landscape. And obviously the media was a different kettle of fish as well. So five years ago, social media was really only just emerging and it was really just emerging for individuals, not for companies and groups and pages like you see today. Also, the online space was very, very different. There weren't a whole lot of online publications. The Age, news.com.au, you know, blogs, exactly. They weren't really up to speed with what was going on. So really, it was a traditional media, print, radio and TV game. That was the media landscape that you had in front of you. Um, press releases were pretty much the only way that you could get your, your message across to a mass market. And it was very much, um, you know, a media relations game. Five years down the track, we are just in a completely new era. So brands are made on Instagram. Um, there are some businesses who are pitching only to online. Online is constant. It's a 24-7 news cycle. Say five or ten years ago, you could um, pitch something to the newspaper or know something was coming out and know that you have three or four days to you know, um, prepare. prepare or crisis management before it hit the shelves. Now, if you say something, um, it, it could go up five minutes later. There are journalists who are streaming for online first, so online is the number one go-to for, for their readership and then print, you'll read it in The Age or The Herald Sun, say, the next day. So it's a really, it's kind of been swapped on its head. Um, and journalists are really, really hungry for content. It's, it's a 24-7 news cycle. The other thing that's changed is that PR can take many different forms these days. Um, sometimes it doesn't even involve a traditional media campaign. There are some PR campaigns that we do that are all about direct direct communication, direct engagement with consumers and audience, or it's even just social media. There are some brands whose only form of advertising is social media. So, so Paper Mill Media does PR communications and social media, or does social media fall under the communications banner? It's separate, definitely separate, because social media is it's a different skill set. Um, so we do you know, PR, communications, we do content creation, social media, events, and all of those are different aspects of public relations. So they all fall under the public relations banner. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there are some campaigns where it's purely a communications campaign. There are some campaigns where it's purely community relations. So when we say communications, what do we refer to? What does that actually mean for the lay people out there who might not know? Basically means any time that you need to utilize the written or written word or, or verbal language. So any time that you need to communicate with your public, that consist part of a communications campaign. So it could be formulating email messages, it could be writing your website for you, it could be writing brochure copy, it could be um, creating your tone of voice, your key messages. It's about building your brand from a, a base level and making sure that every single touch point on your brand, they all speak the same language. For you, is social media the big differentiator between now and five years ago? 
I think it's one of. Mm. It's one of the big differentiators. I think another big, big difference is the media landscape as a whole, um, the, the types of media that's available for, for brands to utilise, and also I think what's emerging now, what, a, what a, a number of brands are really only just starting to wrap their head around, is that they're now in control of their own message. These days there are so many owned media spaces. You've got your own blog, you've got your own LinkedIn account, you've got your own social media account, you've got um, a YouTube account if you want to. So, so there are all of these spaces where you can't, you don't have to rely on a third party like the media to get mm. your message out. You can completely 100% control your message and it's via all your owned channels. So the power of the journalist or the media professional is reduced somewhat now. Yeah, like I think there are just there are other ways that you can get your message across. I think traditional media and the media landscape are still really, really important players in, in the PR game, but there are so many other touch points that you have to be aware of these days. So now when a new client comes to you, um, how many of them are still seeking print, of, um, well, your, your traditional sources of PR such as print versus social media help or some kind of innovative event? I think it really depends on the industry. We have a lot of corporate clients who come to us and for them, you know, the Australian Financial Review is still their number one driver for, um, for communication. It's still how they talk to their audience. So for, say, a corporate client, I think traditional communications and, and media relations is really, really important. At the same time, we'll build in a LinkedIn strategy with that because LinkedIn, again, is, is a huge part of their audience. Then there are other um, brands who would come to us and we're doing anything but traditional media. So it really just depends on, on the outcome, their goals, what they want to achieve, what's unique about their product, um, who their audience is, and then we can tailor things to suit. But there are, there are probably, look, 40 or 50% of our clients where it's, um, it's a holistic campaign that covers you know, five or six different, different objectives rather than just, you know, writing a press release. I think, you know, in, the, in today's modern era, the press release is dead. Um, really, you're, you're your own publishing house. Mm. So that's probably one of the major differences as well. So in terms of PR for small business, where do you see the future for it? Look, I think it's managing your own networks. I think, um, I think it's really important that brands realise that they can be completely in control of managing their own messaging. So it's really getting those indicators right. So making sure that your own Instagram account is spot on message, making sure that your LinkedIn account is on message, making sure that, um, you know, if you've got a blog that it's easily searchable. So it's... I think it's really capitalising on those opportunities to make sure that you know you've got everything all lined up, ready to go, um, and then that's going to help build your brand from day one. Or say someone who is in a small business, maybe they're starting out or within the first three years of business. When do you believe is the right time to engage PR? So this is a really good question because sometimes brands come to us and it's probably a little bit too early on for them to be engaging a PR campaign. I think number one, the brand has to be able to sustain a PR campaign in terms of costs. Mm. Um, the reality is that uh, a strategic PR campaign is going to cost anywhere between three and $6,000 a month um, in retainer fees for, for a decent amount of exposure and for a decent amount of hours kind of worked on that campaign. So for many brands that are just starting out, it's really not feasible. Um, so it's really important to make sure that, number one, you've got the momentum in your business to be able to afford those costs and sustain them. And I guess number two, to make sure that your brand is at a point where you're ready to take the next step. 
Um, there's no point taking on a PR campaign to say, you know, a website's not up to scratch or, you know, the product's not quite there or you don't really have a message that's really unique yet or, you know, a point of difference in the marketplace. So I think it's a journey of self-discovery with brands and businesses first and then once you're probably a year or two in and you feel like you've got a lot of momentum and you're ready to take that next mm -hmm. step, that's when it's the, the right time to engage. So do you have company. any tips, I guess, in terms of PR for those businesses who are not quite at that stage where they are ready to engage? A PR, a publicist? I think um, it's making sure, again, making sure that your website is completely up to scratch, making sure that, um, you know, you can find those points of differences in your business, that you really are unique, you truly are different from your competitors. There's something there that's interesting. The PR can help you tell that story. Do you do run any sessions or strategy sessions that are one-off around helping small businesses identify those USPs and those unique points of difference and the the different key messages? Most of the brands that come to us already have a very clear understanding of what that is, um, but if not it is, yeah, we take them on that journey, absolutely, because mm. we can't do our job unless the client knows, uh, as well as we do, what their brand messages are. Um, otherwise, it's, it's just a very slippery slope. <laughs> um, so some people can actually be quite confused about what PR actually is. So can you tell us more about what the strategy would be behind an effective PR campaign and how it's so much more than writing and releasing a press release? Yeah, so again, it's all about what brand we're working with at the time, but um, what we'll do at the start is we will get a briefing from the client, what their objectives are, what the, the product or the brand or is, and, and then we put together a campaign outline that is going to, number one, um, achieve all your objectives, whether that be awareness, whether that be increased sales, whether that be you know eyeballs on your product. Um, it could be, we look at everything from events, is it guerrilla marketing, is it activations, is it an influencer campaign, is it something that's just on Instagram or Facebook or LinkedIn, um, is it just a communications campaign solely while you prepare for a, you know, a, a bigger launch later on. It, it really does depend, there are so many different facets to every campaign. Another thing is community management. You know, these days you can communicate directly with your community, so you have to make sure that you have the ability to do that and do it well. Uh, and I think that's one area where a lot of people don't realise that it's very, very powerful. You know, five or ten years ago, if you had a complaint, someone would call up a hotline, they'd make a complaint, it would go nowhere. These days, you can complain on your Instagram account or your Facebook account and it goes viral and you've done damage to your brand. So you have to be able to manage those crises and make sure that you've got things in place that are going to be also you've got to be prompt in handling those crises as well, I think. Absolutely. Brands have to be seem to be transparent. Absolutely. And some brands are afraid, <clears throat> they're, they're scared, so they don't want to, but they, they don't really understand that if you are afraid and you stick your head in the sand, it's only going to make things worse. Um, the power is well and truly with the consumer, whereas, you know, five years ago it used to be with the brand or the business. So that's a huge change that brands need to, I think, start to feel comfortable with. And it can take time. Absolutely, it takes time. And, and, you know, every brand is different, so, you know, every brand is going to have its own way of managing things. Well, that's very true. And so, in finishing, where should a small business with limited marketing budget focus their efforts in terms of gaining some PR for their business? So... Number one, it would be content, mm -hmm. um, blog, blog, um, putting together short bios, backgrounders, interesting stories, could be case studies, um, could be interesting uses of your product, it could be... And this is all on the website, or are they reaching out to media professionals? So both, yeah. Um, you know, start a YouTube channel, start a LinkedIn account, you know, house all of your information, your news updates on a, on a LinkedIn account, Instagram... How powerful are videos these days? 
super powerful. Mm. Um, you know, the age, the Herald Sun, all of the, the, you know, traditional print media, if you go online to their website, they're all about digital content now. So, and again, the 24-hour news cycle, journalists are hungry. They're hungry for content. They are publishing every second of every day. There are stories that are going live at 2 a.m. in the morning to deal with their international audience. So they are really hungry for content, but they're, they're hungry for content that's packaged up in a way that's easily accessible and can be quickly uploaded. So there are always opportunities to start a conversation, you know, just send an email out to a journalist or a producer and, and see where it takes you. Um, the one thing that I would recommend for a small business is invest in having a press release professionally written and making sure that um, you know, you've got a number of print quality images, professional images that have been taken. When we work with a brand, we will always go out and have professional photography taken um, because otherwise, if it's not editorial worthy, it's just not worthwhile approaching media with. So having a press release or a press kit ready to go with some beautiful images, something that's been professionally written, they're the two most important things I would think and then you can go and start those conversations on your own. Excellent. Well, if, if you out there want to get in touch with Ash for some of her expertise, she can be found at papermillmedia.com.au and her email is ashley, A-S-H-L-E-I-G-H, at papermillmedia.com.au. So thank you so much for being here with us today, Ash. We've really enjoyed it and I'm sure that everyone has learned a thing or two about PR. No, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. Pleasure. Thanks for listening today and stay tuned for our podcast, which is coming to you weekly from League HQ in Melbourne, Australia, over and out from the League of Extraordinary Women.